It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Lockdown Bengals podcast, covering your Cincinnati Bengals every day as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. So whether you listen on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on YouTube because you like to see our faces, You can hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. We'll be delivered to your eyes and ears when we drop our episodes every day. And make sure you keep listening to us on your drive to work. We appreciate you making us your first listen because I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. But who needs more when we're talking to Mike Hilton? Right, James? We spent a lot of time with Mr. Hilton. 36 minutes. We've got the rest of it for you today. We talked to him about what it was like coming into the Cincinnati Bengals organization, the Lou Anarumo scheme, how the relationship with Lou Anarumo developed over the course of the year. Talk to him about, does he want to blitz more? How did things change over the course of the year? And obviously, he's been a very vocal advocate for the Extend Jesse Bates movement. And like DJ Reader, is a friend of Jesse Bates, but understands the business part of it. We talked about how players balance their competitive natures with the business aspect of things and he talked a little bit about his relationship and his support for jesse bates that and more so much more focusing more on the bengals of football side of things today with mike hilton so let's dive in and continue that conversation with mike hilton it's a good transition into to lou and and what he was able to do because before you got here Believe it or not, and I know it's been great <laughs> since you signed with the team, but the team was six twenty-five and one over the past couple of years, which I, I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, there were questions about Lou. There were questions about the coaching staff, and it seemed like, especially at the end of last year, you guys were just hitting on all cylinders. And whether it was going against Patrick Mahomes and holding the Chiefs to three points in the second half in in two straight games, um, or just bucking up and, and making sure Derrick Henry didn't run wild in his return. I mean, you guys were really transformed based on your opponent. What did you learn about Lou during that run? Because I know his, a lot of people bought into, to on the outside, bought into what he was doing when they saw how good that defense and how good your defense was playing during the playoff run. You know, just seeing, seeing how well he adjusts. Um, he, he's always on, every possession coming to his because he likes to work with the secondary uh personally. You know, he definitely comes to us and asks us what we really see and how he wants to make adjustments. So just seeing him, especially in the second half, both second halves of the Kansas City game, uh where we were down fourteen, you know, just he, he didn't have any panic. You know, he was calm, so it, it kept us calm and we, we know in certain situations he's gonna put us uh 
in the in the right place to to go to go out there and win. We just gotta go out there and succeed, and I, I feel like we did that successfully. We started calling Lou a mad scientist. I think Von Bell started calling him a scientist in his lab at some point. I talked to him about that Friday before the Super Bowl a little bit, but. Did you feel like things got more variable as the season went on? Did it get more complex at all as some of those first-year guys, you, Trey, Cheeto, et cetera, Eli Apple got more comfortable in the system, or was that always there and we just started noticing it more later in the season? I definitely think it got, um, had to do with everybody getting comfortable in their role. Because um, like I said, he, he, he kind of pulled me to the side early in the season. He was like, I, you might not blitz as much uh, as you was in Pittsburgh, so I definitely need you to focus on, you know, just make your man coverage. I said, you know, it wasn't no issue. Like, you, you're you're coming to me, telling me exactly what you need from me, and I appreciated that. And, you know, that, that definitely makes people want to go out there and play for him. And like I said, everybody knows their role. Like, Trey Flowers, I never heard him complain, but he'll if he gets seven, eight snaps against a tight end, you know, we know he's going to go out there and do his job on that tight end. And that just comes from Lou, you know, just him trusting us to do our job and us trusting him. Do you have a a Lou story, a good Lou story that you could share? I'll I'll give you two little tidbits why why you, you think about it. One, ahead of the Detroit game, I'm on the field and there's still some COVID protocol stuff, so wasn't able to get close to you guys and interview like we did pre-COVID. Hopefully this year it gets back to normal and it feels like it's going to. But he fist bumped me. And then he was talking to one of the Detroit coaches and he was like, you guys are going in the right direction, but not today. And he said it with a chuckle <laughs> before the game. And then uh, before the AFC title game in Kansas city, I saw him at, at the team hotel and I was like, how you feeling about tomorrow? Or I said, how you feeling? And he was like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. We have a meeting coming up. And I'm like, no, how you feeling about tomorrow? He was like, Oh, we're good. And it, it was just so confident. So Two words and that's it. But uh, those are my two loose stories from last season. Obviously, we didn't get much interaction in person. Is there a loose story you could share with our audience? Man, yeah. Actually, going off the uh, the Kansas City game in the AFC Championship, we we go in at halftime. We're down, what, 21-3, I believe, 21-3? 21-10. Samaj had scored, yeah, right before. Uh, we down 21-10. Like, he, first thing he came in and said, he was like, guys, are y'all ready to play? Like it wasn't, it was that plain and see. We said, Y'all ready to play? Everybody was like, Yeah, let's go. And you know, you could just tell from from how confident he was. You know, he, he was just like, We we got to go do our job, man. And it wasn't no, no panic in his voice. And that, like I said, that's something I respect. Like, if you can come in in a tough situation down what 10, 11 points against an offense like that, and you, you're that confident that that's just going to make your players want to play for you. So, that that's definitely a moment I remember. And obviously the players played. You held the Chiefs to three points in the second half twice. Going into that second game against Kansas City, one of the things that I said and was very wrong about was you don't beat Kansas City by holding them to three points in the second half twice. That's just (laughs) not something that happens. You guys went and did it. There's a lot talked about with the halftime adjustments and what you guys did dropping eight in the coverage against Kansas City was – was there a halftime adjustment as well, or was it as simple as y'all ready to play? And then you went out and played. It was definitely a mixture of both. Um, we, we knew if we disguised our coverage and dropped drop more, because they weren't trying to run the ball at that point. We, we knew they were just going to keep dropping back, trying to uh, pass the ball. So we, we were able to uh, get some zone blitzes mixed in, you know, drop eight. But on third down, you know, we, we manned up. So 
it's just like I said, it's Luke putting us in the right situation and guys going to make the play when they needed to. We'll get back to part two of our conversation with Mike Hilton in just a second. But first, well, the only thing more consistent than Mike Hilton might be rockauto.com, your one-stop shop for all things car parts, whether it's something as simple as a cabin air filter, which you can absolutely replace yourself. Believe me, just check out YouTube, look up your make and model. It doesn't matter if it's a Daewoo or a Mercedes-Benz like Jake or a Toyota Corolla. You can do that and so much more. Maybe you want wiper blades. Maybe you want windshield washer fluid. Or maybe you're one of those hardcore mechanics that needs to replace a fuel pump. Well, rockauto.com is going to give you high-end car parts, the same quality parts that you'd get from the big box store or the car dealership for less. Don't pay 30 50 even 100% more when you could save money and time at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on. And there, how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One guy that made a bunch of huge plays, specifically in the postseason, is Jesse Bates. And I think you've been as um, outgoing about it, as uh, broadcasting it anywhere you can, about the, the you're wanting <laughs> – him to get an extension here in Cincinnati. Uh, I think back to the first time you said it during the, the news conference outside when we were still doing the outside news conferences at Paul Brown Stadium, unprompted, the extend Jesse Bates line. Why are you so bullish on that? Or, or why do you want to see him get that here in Cincinnati so badly? Number one, because he's one of the best safeties in all football, man. And, you know, he deserves it. Um, if you know Jesse, you you can tell by the way he carries himself. You know, he – he loves the game of football. You know, he, he he's a guy that you definitely can rely on and you know, a, a, a guy you can definitely respect in what he does on and off the field. And, and personally, you know, he, he he's a good friend of mine, man. I just want to see him, you know, succeed. And, you know, I would love, love for it to be here. But, you know, I know I also know how the NFL works. So it, it, I, I just want to keep doing my part by just putting it out there, man. And hopefully, you know, we'll get something done. DJ Reader said something similar today, talking about Larry Ogunjobi's medical unfortunate situation happening with uh, the Chicago Bears, talking about Jesse Bates getting an extension, keeping his head up. It's either going to be here or somewhere else. Is it is it challenging for you? You've got the competitive drive. You also talked about you're you're doing what you're doing for your family. You know that the NFL is a brutal business where teams are going to try to save money wherever they can, and your contracts aren't guaranteed. Is it is it hard for you or for for your teammates or for others that you know in the NFL to try to balance that competitive drive that you have? You you want to win versus the the business aspect of things. Because you hear fans all the time say, "Oh, maybe he'll take a hometown hometown discount," and right. and to me, that's that's so so rare in the NFL, the way business works. So I was just curious to get your thoughts as a player about that. Man, number one, our, our competitive nature is going to take over. Like, we, we definitely know 
you know, the benefits of what we do. And, you know, but at the same time, we have to go out there and to, to perform to get those benefits. So, you know, guys, guys know you might be upset about some off-field stuff that you can't really control, but you have to go out there and, you know, just do what you're supposed to on the field, man, and just know that, if you if you put in the hard work, it's going to pay off. And, you know, you just got to keep keep a level head and just keep working. So, I feel guys understand the process of balancing, you know, that competitiveness, but knowing knowing the benefits at the end. I'm not sure there's another owner in in sports, certainly in the NFL, that comes to every practice, and yet Mike Brown does. And yeah. obviously, obviously, uh, you know, he, I, I do think that the Bengals want to keep Bates and it's one of those things. It's just the business side of it. Um, has there ever been a look or anything since you've been, you know, you've tweeted about it. You've talked to us about it, um, about Bates's future has there ever been a, we're trying or anything like that. Have you ever gotten <laughs> anything like that? <laughs> uh, anybody tell me to settle down. Um, you know, they, they know I respect their boundaries. I, I never just, publicly call them or anything but they they just know as a teammate and as as a leader of the locker room i'm just trying to get a, a guy that i feel like needs to be around for a while a lot of exciting things coming potentially in your second year in cincinnati trying to get back to the super bowl as a front runner in the afc as the afc champions but you've also got a bunch of players that are going into year two in a system and a stable starting 11 on the defensive side of the ball for the most part. I know Larry Ogunjobi is still in the wind a little bit, but you've also got a new cornerbacks coach in Charles Burks. So Mm -hmm. I guess I have two questions again. Maybe we'll start with one. What are you most excited about going into your second year, the the continuity with Lou Anarumo, the way things developed late last year especially? Are you excited for more of that dynamism in the defense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, he you know everybody having another year un- under Lou's system is going to be great for us. That's just building our chemistry as a defense. Guys, guys are going to go know their roles. Guys are going to you know go out there and perform their roles to the best of their ability. So just just having that that successful ending to the season, besides the Super Bowl, of course, defensively. Um, I feel like we're going to be we're going to surprise a lot of people again, man. And I feel like we're gonna we're gonna make some noise again. And how much? Did- Sorry, James. Uh, you, with with Charles Burks joining the team, the the other part of the question that I wanted to get to: new cornerback coach. Obviously, you just went from the Steelers to the Bengals, so you had a new cornerbacks coach when you arrived in Cincinnati. Are you expecting? And I know you probably can't tell us too much. Any? Technique changes with the new cornerbacks coach. Anything that you guys have talked about that you're expecting to be different from the way you play the position? Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna have some uh, different things mixed in. Um, you know, Coach Burks, he's just a real good dude. You know, he's he's a young dude, but you know, he's coached guys like Xavier Howard. You know, uh, Byron Jones. So he he has some uh, guys that that some of the top players in our position. So we're in the room. We're excited about what he can bring, and you know, he he's gonna trust us to 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 lead the room, but he's also going to be be our coach and just make sure our techniques are up to par. One segment to go with Bengals cornerback Mike Hilton, and it's time to ask him about the bubble and the lack of uh, an indoor training facility. We'll do that and so much more. Did he know about that when he signed with the Bengals? It's a fun question that Mike will answer coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online. They continue to be a one-stop shop and number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Whether it's the NBA playoffs where Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks got stomped 
on Tuesday night or the Golden State Warriors who are slowly inching their way back to the NBA Finals. You can wager on all things NBA playoffs. Plus, they got all the odds you need for the 2022 NFL season where, yes, the Bengals are not favored in the AFC North. So maybe you want to wager on them right now and get some value. You can do that and so much more at Bet Online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up for free and thank us later because Bet Online, it's really easy to use. You're going to love it. Start winning money now at Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How important is speed on defense? Because clearly you look at what happened in the draft and couple with what happened in free agency and the organization wanted to do two things. Make sure that Joe Burrow, number nine, was staying upright more yep. so than he did specifically in the postseason. And they wanted to get faster and deeper in the secondary, specifically to the secondary. How much do you think that's going to help you, help everybody, help Jesse, help Vaughn, having these young guys come in that, that have a lot of speed and athleticism? It's going to make us more versatile. Uh, I, I feel like it's going to put Lou in positions to try to get all of us on, on the field at the same time and just let our speed just run, man, let guys run and fly around. So I feel like with Dax coming in and uh, Cam and Tyson, all four, three guys, so guys that can definitely run, you know, um, Lou's going to um, some mix some magic, man. I feel like he's going to have guys in different positions just throwing offenses off balance. A lot of speed is right. And the mad scientist can get back to work. And you said he loves the secondary guys with his DV coach background. So that, that should be fun. I'm excited to see more of that big dime, more three safety stuff than maybe we saw last year. You at Ole Miss played a bunch of positions too, similar to Dax Hill, where you were lining up all over the place in the secondary. Dax might continue to do so. You in the NFL mostly played in the slot at corner. Obviously, sometimes situations dictate that you align elsewhere, but what, what do you think you can relay to these guys coming in that had some of that versatility like you did as, as they transitioned from college to the NFL? You no, know, just, just number one, find your niche. You know, find find what you know. If need be, you can go back to with no issues, and you know, um, then then work to learn those different positions. Because once you get once you have that the neck for your position down to the T, you know, you can focus elsewhere. So, I, knowing knowing how versatile Dex is, we, we know we're probably going to put him in a, a lot of different positions. So, we just got you know make sure he's on top of this playbook, and he seems like a guy that that loves the game, and you know he seems like he's going to put put his all into it so we're just going to lead him the right way and you know he we expect him to make a lot of plays for us mike i, I have a two-parter for you uh the first part i couldn't help but notice you said yeah pretty emphatically when i mentioned the offensive line help this <laughs> offseason um i know that was high on everybody's list i would imagine but uh in no no knock on the guys that were there or anything like that but how uh, how exciting was that to see them add two guys within like three hours of the legal tampering period, and then Lyle Collins a few days later. Man, that's big, man. Cause 
like I said, not not down any of the guys from the former offensive line, but you know we, we we keep Joe up a little more throughout their playoff run. You know, who who knows who knows what can happen. So it is it's all about protecting our franchise guy, man. And you know, I, I'm I'm excited about what the front office did, and I, I know they're confident about the guys they brought in. So we're excited to see them rolling. And then. My my second question, it's unrelated to the first part, but it's such it's been such a topic. I grew I've grown up in Cincinnati. I've lived here outside of a couple of years my entire life. I'm 30. Uh so I wouldn't be able to make the roster just age-wise. There's no way. But um <laughs> as far as uh an indoor practice facility, how important is that in when you were deciding where to sign? Because it it's been such a topic here for for literally decades. And and now you guys are gonna have uh, an indoor bubble. Uh, for potentially more deep playoff runs starting in 2022. So how important was that? Did that impact your decision at all or weigh into it at all when you decided to sign with, with Cincinnati? And how excited are you to have that option for practice? So what's crazy is I, before I signed, I didn't know that they didn't have a uh, – I had no idea. So I'm like, once I got there, you know, uh, after I signed, I'm like, where's the indoor? They're like, we don't have one. <laughs> I said, "Oh, I I had no idea." So that that, that was kind of a shock to me, but uh, I'm I'm excited about one going up now because we we expect to make deep playoff runs, so we can definitely uh put that indoor to use for uh, for the future years. Yeah, that uh, yeah, it's been such a topic. So I, I'm not shocked that they were were shy about the idea of letting you know that. So when you found that out, you're like, "Oh." I mean, because the season's longer now. Even if regular season, you're you're playing till mid January. Um, so yeah, was that a oh man, what did I do? Or would that do you think that would have impacted your your decision at all? I, I don't think so. Just because we got to play in the cold. I, sure. I will, of course, it's convenient always, but you know, we got to play in the cold, so we might as well practice some in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Look for those uh, December, January games this year, maybe to take you south to some of the domes, to some of the Florida opponents that might be on your schedule. You excited yeah. to play probably some more primetime games this year? I mean, they're they're saying maybe maybe it'll be five on the initial schedule. I, I believe I think five or six do. I, I think everybody wants to see us now, man. Uh, we're we're an exciting young team. We made that deep run to. To, to open people's eyes. So now they want to see it on the national stage. And we're, we're excited about the schedule and when it comes out. So we'll be prepared. It's exciting. It's uh, the, the primetime part of it. How does that impact it? And I don't know how many players I've asked this, but my whole body clock changes when you're covering a, an eight o'clock game versus a one o'clock or four o'clock because you're working until three, four in the morning. How, how does that work with you? Do you sleep until later in the day or, or how does that? that change things if you're playing on Sunday or Monday night? I never take a nap during a game day. I can't. I I, I go okay. off the sleep I get throughout the night. I feel like that's enough because I feel I'll be too too groggy once I get up. So <laughs> I try to avoid those uh those before game naps. But pretty much, man, I just relax, watch film, get off my feet as much as possible, and just watch, uh, watch all the other games that they'll be on. Mike, we really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us today, get a little insight into your always wanted to be a football player. I thought you were going to say, I don't know, a lot of kids want to be something else when they're three, you know, but but you knew from the beginning and now 
you you played on the biggest stage another chance next year to get back to the super bowl we're excited to see what you and your team do in 2022 and we appreciate all the time you took with us today thanks man appreciate you guys having me I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Mike Hilton. I know the two of us did. We're hoping to have Mike back in the future. If he continues to remain enthused about his podcasting tour, we will have Mike Hilton <laughs> back on this program in the future. He, you know he we expressed should do? some interest. Yeah, you know what we should do, Jake? We should interview him in the middle of the Bengals' new practice bubble when it's built. That's that right. would be pretty cool. If we can get them in there, the temporary facility coming this year, the <laughs> bubble that they will put up across the street from Paul Brown Stadium, that's where it's going, right? It's going where their normal practice field is? No, it's going past that. So it, it oh. is a little bit more of a walk. Maybe maybe we'll have to have a couple shuttles, a locked-on Bengals shuttle to get the players there. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's used for when it's cold. Why are we making them walk for anyway? Who, who cares? We'll talk it's temporary. About it's temporary, not the permanent one. The temporary one. One day. One day the Bengals will have a nice, shiny practice facility, and Mike Hilton won't have to be surprised, and people like Mike Hilton won't have to be surprised when they sign with the Bengals, only later to find out that, oh, there is no indoor facility. What do you mean? So good. Anyway, uh, that was a a fun little tidbit from Mike. We'll be back. We've got one more episode this week, and then we're off to the weekend. schedule. The schedule, baby. Oh, man. The schedule's coming up. We got rookie minicamp, the one-day rookie minicamp coming up here in just a couple days as well. So until we have a schedule to talk to you about, who day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.